right? It could be whatever you're a bit addicted to that you think you need, but you know better. That's where it's really important to talk about what we're talking about. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. I hope that Radically Loved Radio leaves you feeling inspired to create something powerful. My teacher, Yoga Rupa Rodstreicher, says, if you powerfully believe in the value you have to offer the world, your love and passion for it will be an unstoppable force. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic, the coffee that gets you fired up. Aside from supporting energy, stamina, and athletic performance, cordyceps have been studied for their strong antioxidant properties. I have been so obsessed with this coffee for the last year. I've been drinking it and I've been traveling with it. And in case coffee doesn't pump you up enough, how about coffee paired with one of the most energy supporting mushrooms on the planet, cordyceps. So coffee is so energizing because it stimulates the central nervous system and the adrenal glands. But combining this with a more balanced cellular energy to support uh, our immune system and our health function, This mushroom can result in a balanced stimulation while using only half of the amount of caffeine normally found in a coffee, which is awesome. (laughs) They also have an incredible matcha mix that is my absolutely new favorite, and they want to give our listeners a gift. So for those of you who are curious and want to try the mushroom coffee that doesn't taste like mushrooms, go to foursigmatic.com forward slash radically loved. So that's foursigmatic.com forward slash R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-L-O-V-E-D for 15% off of all of their products. Thanks for listening. Okay, we're on. Uh, I am beyond... You're... I just want you to know this, not just because you're one of my favorite people and you're my coach and you did slip me a 20 for saying that. Uh, No, you didn't. I I just, I'm so excited to really talk to you about whatever we're going to talk about (laughs) because it always benefits me hugely and I, I appreciate you for being on. So welcome back. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you know, I adore you Ugh, and I yes. would pretty much go anywhere I would I would go anywhere with you I mean like a road trip Wait, like what are we doing right okay like, but in the meantime we'll do a deep dive into this podcast okay fantastic as one of the ways we could take a little road we're taking a road trip we're taking a road trip this is it we're taking a road trip and um 
Uh, funny enough, there's definitely a couple of questions that I want to ask you and talk to you about in, in regard to just life in general, <laughs> your life in yes. general, my life in general, the way we live. Um, I, I personally, we have, for those of people that are listening, um, we, uh, I've been working with Lauren for over a, almost a year, actually, maybe it's been actually a little bit over a year. And, um, she has taught me a lot of things and has put me in situations that I don't like to be in and reflect on things that I don't <laughs> like at all. Um, of all the people, I think definitely you're the, you're the only person that's ever put me in really uncomfortable emotional states where I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, do we Thank have to you. do this right now? I don't think you're like, thanks. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, one of the main things that I find – that has changed my life in the last year and and I really want to uh, you to speak to it a little bit is uh being honest and telling the truth and how this is mm. the basis of all of everything that you do it's the basis of your your entire yeah. work so yeah it, it's one of those things once you see it you can't unsee it and for the last year my entire <laughs> life has changed because of it because I can recognize it now and uh, yeah. So t- tell me why, uh, it, it, it freaks me out so much. <laughs> wow. What, you know, so we are, whether we know it or not, we are always listening to our inner dialogue and our inner dialogue is not a guru. It is not your best friend. It is, it is a lot of things, but it is inconsistent and switch sides and argumentative and cheats on diets and mm. right like so if we were really going to talk about that inner dialogue that you're listening to that you barely know you're listening to we would start to go well what do you do to counteract it how do you engage it and start to filter or understand your own inner dialogue so that you can tell the truth face mm-hmm. the truth be mm-hmm. with the truth mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and why would you want to do that well, because you know, you could be a lot smarter, right? So it's it's our illusions, it's the things we let ourselves get away with, which are all some kind of lie to, to ourselves, right? You go, I want to be on a diet, and then you eat a cookie. What did that little voice say to you? Not only to go downstairs and get the cookie, but what did it say to you to tell you you deserved it? Yeah. Right. And so that's where the handout method breaks in, and everyone who's listening could go, well, that's uncomfortable. Right. Like Uh you want me to break into that little voice that gets me the cookie. Right. And blames X, Y or Z for eating the cookie. And everybody, it doesn't need to be a cookie. Right. It could be your cookie. It could be Instagram. Right. It could be whatever you're a bit addicted to that you think you need, but you know better. That's where it's really important to talk about what we're talking about. Right. And the truth you know, we don't always tell in that moment. Yeah. It's something that comes after yeah. the fact. And so for, <laughs> for right, because I'm like, oh, everything that you just said, I'm like, well, which which one do we want to talk about now? And even though, so yeah. for, for me especially, I feel like I should know better, you know, uh, I should know better than to make these decisions that I know ultimately are going to be detrimental to my overall state of uh, better health like 
going on, yes. a, on a peanut butter binge when I know I'm allergic to peanut butter or being on Instagram <laughs> for, way, for way too long. And, and I want to sit here and be like, why do I do that, Lauren? Why does this happen? Why do I continue? Yes. So I don't engage that much in why. Why did my mind have that thought? Right? Why do I even want the cookie right now? Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't, I don't think why is actually the most interesting question you could ask. It's really what's happening and what are you going to do about it? Right? Because I don't know if you got to the why, if it's going to change what you do. Mm. I think what you do about it, how you deal with it is a, a matter of what you're saying to yourself. Right? So I more break in and figure out what you're doing it not why you're doing it. Mm. But if you really want the answer as to why you're doing it, I have a new nickname for what I call the answer. Ready? Ready. It's called you have you have the epis. What are the epis? Epigenetics, right? Mm. So, you know, so in the handle method I teach the people have, you know, that you don't just have your father's blue eyes, you have your father's wandering blue eyes. Yes, he keeps checking out Windman. And you always want to know if you look sexy and if everybody saw you, right? So it's like, where'd you get that from? You got that from your family's lineage, right? Pin it to your mom, your dad, and your culture and your upbringing, even though you're, you know, you don't live in that country anymore and you're, you know, you're 50. Right. <laughs> you, I still can <laughs> pin it back to that, to that donkey, right? But yeah. so what, right? So if you want to know where the why lives, it lives there. That's not going to change anything either. Those are called the epis. You have epigenetics. You're like your parents. You're having a reaction to them and the culture. That's why you think what you think much of the time, right? Like it comes from somewhere. But what are you going to do about it and what are you thinking? That's something that's happening day to day, moment to moment that you actually have power over. Yeah. Not where did it come from and why did you even have that thought? Right. Yeah, but what are you going to do about the thought once you ha- once you figured out you had it? Right. And so part part of that is also uh, learning to do this as a practice or as a discipline. So how does that happen? I think the first thing the first the first thing you need is a serious sense of humor. Like, <laughs> I am sorry if you if if you are not going to laugh at yourself and laugh at the dark side, like, okay, if you're not going to get a sense of humor, you're not going to be able to, like, this is going to be bad. Right. Because you're going to think that this is bad and real and every thought you have is, you know, you versus a thought is just a thought. And if you haven't consented to it, it was just a thought, right? So consent is where I go to work, right? Yeah. But in order to face consent, you have to giggle at the thoughts that are coming up because you're going to have to be able to hear them and tell on them and giggle at them. Like the first thing is a giggle. The second, the first, actually, that's not true. First thing is catch it. Second thing is giggle. Second, third thing is tell on it. Like go, oh my God, I just said this to myself. That's ridiculous. Right? Like you have to have a reaction to it that basically creates a, a gate 
Like there's a gate in your mind. One's the higher self, one's the lower self. And nothing, nothing gets through the gate unless you consent to it. But you have to hear the thoughts in order to invent the gate in order to figure out you can consent or not consent. And you have to get that those thoughts come up from wherever they come up from. See, family lineage, the epis. And now what are we going to do about it? So that kind of really lays it out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And what I recommend people do is really pick the one area, one area you know you drive yourself crazy in. Right? Where you're going to start tracking your thoughts like tracking an animal. Like, where did it go? What's it saying? What's it doing? Yeah. Right? What What's it trying to do to me? Yeah. <laughs> and remember, giggle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge part of it. And, and I find with, with us or with you that I, I always feel like that's really the only way that I could ever cope with things is by laughing <laughs> yes. or doing the giggle because it's like, oh, no. <laughs> um. So I think that the part of that is important. I think that a lot of people get scared off by by the seriousness because I've seen people that are, you know, trying to trying to do what you do in a very serious way and I could just see it just fall apart, you know. It's just Yeah, no, because it's 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 raw if you put it in the category of wrong. Right? So you don't I kind of like, you know, it's true that there's light and dark, but what's, you know, nothing's wrong with nighttime. Nothing's wrong with, it's dark, right? It's not light. Okay. And so negative thoughts are dark, right? They're just, they're dark and they're fear-based and, you know, they're anxiety-based, they're worried-based, they're, they're, they're Mm fear-based, right? And, or they're, vice based. I need a cookie. I need a drink. I need, there's something dark that it's, that your voice in your head is trying to make you feel better, right? Get you the cookie, get you the glass of wine, get you to, you know, you have to clean the kitchen before you'll do your writing assignment for yourself, right? Like you'll, like there's like, but, 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 but I just, what did I get one? Um, Right. Yeah, no, you're totally right. That's you're you're totally right. I think part of that, too, is it's part of that that avoidance pattern, you know, not wanting to do the work. There's just what a human does all day. Right. There's what you do all day. Right. Like if you go how many clients that are incredibly successful, I'm not talking about a slouch but they still don't plan their time. They kind of like play whack-a-mole all day Mm -hmm. or they wait and see and they only go to appointments that are booked and then they like see what they do for the day and they hope they get that list done. Like, oh, there's a list. It just is never planned into time. It's never really managed. It's never, right? Like the amount of people I'm like, send me your schedule and if you don't get 80% of your schedule done, like 80% done, for some really good reason, we're going to put in a consequence. And trust me, the consequence is like Instagram or your glass of wine, right? Mm-hmm. It's nothing bad for you. It's actually good for you. But the very dark voice who wants the glass of wine will make sure you keep your schedule that day. Like all of a sudden we're getting that very voice to start working for us. Yeah. 
so it could get its cocktail, right? So that's kind of how I've had to reverse mm. it for myself over the last 20 years. So I could be not who I was like, you know, lazy destined to be, but really who I designed myself to be, what I wanted to achieve in my life. Yeah. Not what was predictable. <laughs> right. So I have a question in regard to the, you know, you coaching people or you creating a, these programs. And especially after doing it yeah. for as long as you have, have you seen mm. people who have spent a lifetime creating these afflictions in their own lives or maybe caused by somebody else, whatever, maybe, maybe it's you, uh, yeah. whatever their afflictions have been their entire life, you've seen and worked with so many people to see those patterns change mm. in mm. your, in your experience with working with people, what has been the the sort of range of change in regard to how long it takes? Mm. Well, it can work really fast if a person will keep promises, mm. right? If you put it, if you put promises, change everything, right? It's, re, it's actually incredibly easy to change. Right. So watch this. Okay. okay. So I meditated a whole, whole bunch when I was in my early twenties, like a lot. And then I stopped meditating. I just stopped meditating. And so I just did a course, call it two weeks ago with Emily Fletcher. I did a course with her mm -hmm. and I had her come do it for my whole company. And ready? I made a promise to meditate twice a day. I went from nothing for 15 years to twice a day and listen to how easy it was for me. Ready? I don't get coffee unless I meditate in the morning. Uh-huh. You have no idea how much I love my coffee. <laughs> and I don't get screens at night. Like I don't get to do my words with friends or watch any of my Netflix unless I've meditated. Mm. Okay. Three weeks of two, two and a half, three weeks have gone by. I have missed nothing because I put in the exact right promise and the exact right consequence. And I keep those promises and everybody knows it. My husband, my kids, right? Like no one's letting me get away with shit, <laughs> including myself, right? I would never go down and get a cup of coffee and not met. Like I'm not ruining my coffee, right? It's a guarantee. So then all of a sudden it becomes easy to set my alarm. Like I usually wake up at seven 30. I now wake up at seven so I can like get ready, go, go set my coffee up, sit down, do my meditation and then go get my coffee. And I, I haven't even noticed the difference like complain wise or, Oh, what happened to my sleep? Like none of it. So that's how easy and powerful it can be mm -hmm. and simple, but you know, there's a relationship you already have to yourself. So you won't put in a promise. You won't keep the consequence. Then I can't break through with you instantly. Mm. Uh. So do you think that people just don't know how to make the right, don't know how to put in place the correct consequence for themselves or is it not the right promise? It could be either. Right. If you break the rule in Handel land is if you if you break the con if you break the promise and pay your consequence three times in a month, it's the wrong consequence. Mm. 
right? It's yeah. obviously not good enough. You like, like slip. That's almost every week you slip out once. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then the promise is guaranteed to make the change, mm. right? So many people come to me, they're entrepreneurs, right? They need to be networking, <laughs> Or let's say you want to find your life partner. You need to be out dating, right? That's yeah. not going to just come knock on your door. The networking's not going to knock on your door. And that date isn't coming to your door, okay? So you're going to have to get dressed and go out. So then all I have to do is get a person to promise, if you know, to get a wing person and go out twice a week, yeah. right? Like make plans twice a week to great social places where you would bet you could meet someone. And then they need to promise to go flirt and talk to people. You have to, and you can't walk out that door unless you've met and had real conversations with three people, men available. And then they ask the silly question, how do you know if they're available? I'm like, they don't have a ring on. Start there. <laughs> You'd be amazed that people like this is like brilliant concepts, right? It's right. not. It's it's not brilliant at all. It's that people are scared and their dark side is like it's not happening for me. New York doesn't have good men. This is like I tried 2 years ago, it didn't work out. Right? Websites, everybody hates the dating websites. They blame match.com, right? Like are you kidding? <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's not the system. Yeah. Well, so I think that there's just that's a, my speech. Yeah. No, but there's a huge lack of self-efficacy in in that situation. I feel, and it's it's definitely something that I think is extremely prevalent, especially in the realm of dating. With there's a couple of people that I work with that are in the same position, and they've had some not great experiences, and I understand, but. You can have, you can do one of two things. You can either, you know, sit and, and stay home and cry about not meeting anybody and just have a pity party, or you can do exactly what you're mm -hmm. saying and go out there and, and meet people and yeah change your perspective. Well, if you, if, so then the other piece that I also put in is that if you believe in your dream, you believe, like you're in charge of believing in your dreams. Okay. okay. So if you believe in your dream, you're having a family, like that's a dream, right? Yeah. Obviously there's the love of your life in that dream. Right. And, and, and then I say this very funny thing. Do you think he's alive or he hasn't been born yet? <laughs> right. Um, I know okay. today's in today's society, we're getting way more modern us women that addresses the issue right so then what happens is if the if the love of your life exists because you believe in your dream then so if you grant yourself that in the dream right so it's like i'm saving up money to buy a house i buy a house your dream house right yeah and or your first house then you obviously are saving the money because you believe there's a house you're going to get to buy. You even know the range you want to be in, right? And so all of that is every day you're taking the right actions to save money for that house you're going to have one day, and it feels exciting. So finding the love of your life, he's out there. 
he's in New York. He's in California. He's wherever you want him to be, right? Yeah. Right? The funniest person is the one who lives in New York, has to stay in New York, and swears he doesn't live there. I'm like, really? Why not? (laughs) How are you so sure he doesn't live there? Please explain the logic of your crazy mind. Right. Right? Like, you understand, then all roads lead back to negative inner dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, which is why you better know what you think about those dreams, because you're the one who's doing all the thinking and talking to yourself. And then proving when you go out in the world. How long do you work with somebody until they, if somebody's not changing their perspective, how how much time do you give them before you, Lauren, are like, okay, this isn't working. You have to work with somebody else. If it's, if it's, you know, a person, I've, you know, I fire people. Do you? I, I fire people. I totally fire people. And, but I only fire people who can't keep promises or pay their consequences. Mm. Right. Do you understand? Like we make yeah. a deal. I make contracts with people. So in order to help you fulfill on your dreams, we're going to sort out what your dreams really are. And then we're going to teach you to make the right promises, put in the right consequences and manage that mind of yours so that you're really heading in the direction of that dream and you know it and you feel it. If a person can't keep promises or pay the consequence, or they keep paying the consequence, but it's making no difference. And it's a real one. And I can't figure out the right one, but they're really just not keeping the promise. I quit. I go, this, this isn't going to work for you. Hmm. Um, but, you know, most people keep their promise, really keep their promise. Like they, they're paying me a lot of money. And so they're, they're really not joking and I'm not joking. And it really works. Yeah, well, I think... Uh, part of that too is, and I think we talked about this when, when you were on uh, the show last year, how it's an, it's an investment you're putting into yourself. So it's like that, that's going to help incentivize you to do the work. I say that because I've worked with people before, you know, not for free. (laughs) And some, (laughs) some are fully in it, are really doing the work and others are like lackadaisical about it, you know? I, you know what I call that person also? They, they use me like, um, like, like someone uses a confession. Mm-hmm. Like they, it recalibrate, it like gives them another chance every week Yeah. to be better, but they're never better because they're not really doing the work, but they, they like getting absolved. Mm. And then they run a they run their pity party or everything they really believe, but really they're not gonna do the work to have their dreams come true. They're just not. Right? And then if you go, what do you really blame it on? I go, Oh, I really blame it on the Eppies. Mm. Right? Like go see their parents. Trust yeah. me, it'll explain everything. I'm sorry that you have what your parents have, but boy, you really have it. What is the main thing that you're looking for when you work with somebody? they're dying to learn. They're dying to rock their life. Like they, they actually, they have a lot riding on them. Mm. Right. So my favorite client has so much riding on them. They're, they're a CEO of a $9 billion organization, right? They're, they're that person, every little piece I give them, right. That makes their life much better. Actually lets them hang out with their kids, has them have more sex with their wife 
has them care about what their people say more, right? Has them tell the truth more. Like helping that person is really, you know, kind of impacting a lot of humans. Yeah. And that person needs it like water, right? Like help me dream, help me think, help me fulfill on my, what I'm doing for all these people. Right. So it's, I, I tend to work well, like with someone who needs it really badly, but because they have deep reasons that matter so much to them. So there's a lot at stake. Yeah. Yeah. With, and with, then I teach them how to have more fun. Yeah. And which you do very, very greatly. I, I, I would say, I say anyway, in my opinion, I can Thank say you. that as a parent now, having all this knowledge do you do you go into parenting with the same tenacity um, or are, are there still moments in your life where you feel like maybe you could have taken something back or <laughs> done something hmm. differently? I mean, I, I only have one promise that, that keeps me deeply in check that I need desperately and I'm never allowed to take it away, right, which is that I am not allowed to get what I call hot, right? I'm not allowed to yell. I'm not allowed to lose my shit. I'm not allowed to, there is no hot button on me allowed. If I get hot, right? If I get hot, lose my shit, yeah. right? Scream, say any, like get nasty, right? Any kind of hot, right? Which can include mean with a twist of vindictive, right? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. All of that is illegal. Okay. Um, if I do that, I owe that child, the moment I do it, $20. And anyone who heard me in the house or anyone in earshot gets 20 bucks too. And I have to apologize. And, uh, I, and I have to apologize. Like do an honest to God, that's mommy being, uh, you know, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, do it. Yeah, mommy being an asshole. Mommy's not allowed to be an asshole. I'm, so that's all I need to stay present with them and really have conversations. And that consequence, because I don't like paying money, let alone paying money because I was a jerk. That is humiliating, right? So it doesn't take much to keep me in check with myself, right? That's like the right one. And, you know, I probably, <laughs> I probably pay out, you know, two to three times a year. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And, and otherwise, um, and that's really it. That's really it. So, um, and my kids are pretty old now. I have a 15 turning 16, 14 and nine year old. Yeah. Um, and it's, 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 you know, the real answer to how to have really great kids to raise is have a really great marriage, really hot, sexy, connected, Connected, know who's in charge of what, like really love your husband and have a great connection with your life partner really makes the kids just grow like weeds. Right? Oh. oh, look at them being happy. So it, it, I swear to God, the better answer for how to raise good kids is date night. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us about that. Tell me how you keep the relationship hot, Lauren, because for those of us who've been in a long-term relationship, we need to hear from you. Again, it's not a complicated promise. Sex twice a week. That's it. That's all you need. Sex twice a week. I mean, really. Actually get down and do it. Okay? okay? Um, <laughs> and, you know, like deal, right? End up in bed at the same time. End up connected. 
right? I recommend making out. Um, but that usually goes with sex. But sometimes I need to tell people, why don't you just, like, I literally started with a new client who has the lamest sex life right now with her partner. Oh, no. And, you know, and blames it on the two little kids. Okay, great. There's two little kids. Do you think it's okay to kiss in front of your kids? Yes. Okay, great. Make out five minutes, three times a week. Like, let's just start seeing if there's an engine. Yeah. Right. What? You, right. And you don't have to kiss in front of them. It's just not a reason not to. Right. Right. You might want to brush your teeth. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the the, the it was actually the, the woman and it actually was two women. Right. So the woman was like, what? And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, let's just start. Let's just start with a simple promise that you have no excuse not to keep. Right. Then what, what you couldn't handle the five minutes. <laughs> right. So then it shifts it to being about connecting. Mm. Right. The minute you have to make out, you can't be the same. I'm cleaning right now. I'm I'll get to that later. I'm like, there's just, you have to turn into a flirt. Right. You yeah. have to go. Can we kit? Right. You can't ask to make out like you asked to take out the garbage. <laughs> right. You, you just can't like, huh? <laughs> Right. And then, you know, if you put this particular woman was great. I'm like, you're so one of the things I do that people can't stand, but it's kind of funny is one in doubt, one good consequences, 20 bucks, throw it out the window. Like you like throw it on the street. Like you can't care who gets it. Like you're making magic for somebody else, but oh. it's like sucks for you. <laughs> and just so you know, it's embarrassing because people are like, people get run after like you dropped your money. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, no, you can have it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's yours. Keep uh, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still get emails when people find money on the street that's $20 bills. Go, you think someone was in the handle method in Atlanta, Lauren? Oh, that's hilarious. But she has to pay 20 bucks to the street for any time she didn't make out this week three times, five minutes, and actually time it, Cookie. I, I mean it. And that's not that hard, but then she'll come back with real data, right? Real relationship. Like she'll have moved or not moved or break into and watch your inner dialogue, right? Because what's really happening is that voice in your head is turning your life partner into someone you're not attracted to. It's saying crap to you. And it's blaming, you know, the kitchen sink. Oh, excuse me, the dishes in the kitchen sink. Right? So it, it's break into that voice because you're waiting wasting your happiness, like you're blowing your happiness. And so a promise with a consequence breaks you in instantly. And then real change can start to happen. Whereas people go, you know, you don't need a couch in 10 years to make change. You need one good promise and a consequence you'll keep that someone knows about. Yeah. And all of a sudden, bam, everything's changing. What's your biggest promise to date and the consequence? What do you mean? Like, well, I do the meditation. I have sex twice a week. Yeah, no. Let's 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 maybe I'll I'll, refra I'll, re I'll reframe the question. I'm pretty good. If, if you had to make a promise, if if everything in your life that you've learned to this moment has, for some reason, just gone away, 
you're you're in you're born into your life yeah. today right now as you are with your awesome oh, family my. your awesome marriage so let's just stay play with me okay and yeah, yeah, play. you you had to make a promise right now that you had to keep for the rest of your life what would that promise be um it's going to be very altruistic okay okay i like it okay never stop making an impact and a difference in foster care. Like you are forever bound to impacting foster care till the day you die. Like bringing my work to, like giving it away somewhere that it really matters. And, and the consequence to that is? Um, have to come back. <laughs> oh. oh, that's a joke. <laughs> of course, I'm probably coming back. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody gets out. You don't think uh, anybody gets out? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no I, I, I really, I really, sorry. <laughs> it's just how often you have to come back. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, that's good. Well, how many different experience in life and death do you need to have before your soul has educated itself to a point of... Uh, not needing to come back so often. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I, uh, that's that's my cute joke on spirituality that I probably believe. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet my life on it. Well, you unless know. Unless I had to. Unless, well, <laughs> we, it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, you know, it was a, what is it called? It was just a proposed question. So we can, we can pretend it is. I like, I like, I like the proposed answer too. So, okay. so that it would, I would like to hold that as like the definition of fulfilling on my life is that I had a big impact in that way. And that with my work in, in children that are abandoned and they, and that they find themselves the greatest heroes yeah. It's a little like, you know, the Hamilton song. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little like Hamilton, yeah. but I was definitely working on foster care before I, I heard the line in Hamilton. Oh. Well, I, I love that. I think that that's a really great, uh, I have a couple of friends that I grew up with that were in foster care and, and I see the impact that it had on, on their lives and how their life would have turned out completely different had they not had that opportunity. And I just can't imagine I just can't imagine, you know, and there's so many people and children out there, uh, even young teens that need uh, foster care. And, and I think it's just, yeah, you know, be, being able to be that person is is a blessing and it's such a gift, you know, for for everyone involved. Yeah, I do a lot of conversions from, you know, skip in vitro, go to foster care. <laughs> really? Yeah, huh. yeah. Especially for people who are older, yeah, right, like older, like in their forties, and really feel sad about not having kids. I'm like, I know what to do, right? Yeah, I really know what to do, right? Yeah. So you know, and so there you go. So I, I, I really need a new, a rebranding, repackaging, remarketing of take care of the children. They need us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And even the parents that are train wrecks that they don't want to be train wrecks, but everybody's where they are right now on earth. Right. And they have the head case they have. So help. 
the least you can do is love your own life and actually take care of yourself in a way that you're proud of your own life. Like first things first, get the oxygen on your face. And then if you want to contribute to the community, by all means, there's plenty to go around. Yeah. When you have as much experience and knowledge in the development of the human condition, <laughs> how, how, how do you go through your daily life seeing people that you know you can help or you see, oh, if only they realized dot, dot, dot. What is it like? Right. For, how, do you, how do you deal with that? For yourself? Uh, so I have a theory that I use to truly compensate for what you're talking about. And it's the hundredth monkey theory. And the theory, I'm, I'm sure if you look like, don't trust me a hundred percent, everyone listening. Okay. But this is what I've done. I, this is how I've taken this theory. Okay. Lauren's special version, <laughs> um, which is, okay. Don't quote me and don't send me, let me know I got it wrong because I like my version. Okay. So, but this is what I'm sticking to. So the hundredth monkeys is that there was a study on the, like the ultimate theory is the collective unconscious. And what happens is, is that, you know, they found these monkeys in this particular era on this particular continent all of a sudden were able to use their thumb a different way. And then within a 50 year reign, on another continent, the same type of monkey that never met those monkeys, but they were the same breed, also within 50 years could start doing that evolutionary advancement, right? And so then someone came up with the theory that there's a collective unconscious. And if someone's, and then if the species starts to learn something, it goes into the hole while everybody's sleeping, basically, like into the subconscious or whatever. Okay. And so then, so, so now what I do is I go, if I'm changing as many people as I can get to, right, I'm going to only get to the, as many people as I get to, but I'm getting to the species, right. And so then I believe in the, the, you know, I believe that changing a thousand, you know, changing a hundred monkeys then changes the whole society. Like it has, so the question is, is how many monkeys do I need to get to before it changes the culture oh. versus I have to get to every little monkey. Right. So that's how I, that's how I live with myself walking <laughs> down the street. I pretend I'm getting to everybody anyway. It's, you know, a little more like, like, um, like, like there's uncommon knowledge that I'm helping make common and that a certain amount of people have to get it in order for it to become common knowledge. That's an easier way to say it. Oh, yeah, I love that. That's, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can see it in yoga, right? Yeah. You can see it in yoga. Like how many, like yoga... Or meditation. Meditation is like a like the you know it's it it finally reached a level to where everyone thinks they should meditate. Yeah. Right. They know what it is. They don't think it's like for the yogis. Right. They don't think it's for you know Eastern people or it it doesn't even it even made it through Christianity. Like it doesn't care what religion you are. 
right? So that is a certain amount of people it getting to and then it flipping into a different relationship in society. Wow. Okay, maybe there's pieces in the United States that don't quite get it yet, but they're coming. <laughs> they're coming. They're coming. I, you I, went I on believe. tour, right? Like, yeah, what yeah. Did you, you were out there. Yeah, I was out right? there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Uh, I, I have hope. Let's just, let, we'll leave it at, at, I have hope it's coming and, and I, I have full faith that it's going to happen. So, well, yeah. And then the next thing is, do you think you got your job done? You know, if you ask me, do you think you're going to get your job done before you die? Like, do I think I'm going to find the love of my life? My answer really is yes. Like I did it. I did it. Yeah. Like, Right. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, God, I want to ask you so many other questions. Um, I want to respect your time. So Aww. I, uh, you've served us <laughs> by telling us all the things. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge. I have a couple more questions before I, uh, let you go. Um, right. so part of why I created this podcast and, and I'm going to reframe the question from when I asked you, uh, last year, but, um, I, I wanted to create a place for people to go to, to get inspired or hear people's stories or get, uh, advice on how to change a certain thing that they're not happy with in regard to, patterning or habits or creating ritual in their life so it's basically a a forum of of like-minded individuals or even people who just want to change so the idea is that we're Mm. all radically loved by god source universe whatever higher power of your understanding there's a force that's binding this earth together and so the Mm. the question to you is how do you feel radically loved? Well, I, I really, I mean, even as of today, feel so loved because I get to have the, like the, the method that I teach, I think I got blessed to have. Right. I feel like and it's brilliant and I love it and it doesn't stop working. It doesn't stop giving and I it doesn't get boring ever. It never gets old to work with someone. It ne- it's like it's so much fun to actually do my job and to be the the creator of it mm-hmm. that I feel radically loved by life that I got the gift of being the source of making this happen in the world. So that's one of like my real like lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah and lucky us too side yeah. note um we'll see right. we got to get to the whole planet we got to oh, get to the right. whole planet right all right we got, uh, we got some work to do quick round lauren cues are you ready you ready sure quick round so just sure. the first first thing that comes to your mind here we go what's your favorite word uh-oh fuck is that it? Boy, I say it a lot. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. What's your? I'm sorry, but what's it certainly your, is fuck. I'll take it. What's your <laughs> least favorite word? But. Mm. But. 
what I hate what comes after but I know I get it I totally <laughs> get it I'm like oh that's good every time somebody answers these questions I'm always like oh me too I don't like that word too um what what sound do you love I am so into 90s hip hop, it's embarrassing. So I really, I am so into it. It's, it's, it's really a little funny of me, right? Like, what's up? Right? So that sound, like, so really good, um, you know, Tribe Called Quest. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like, I go back and I love and I watch the movies and I just am so proud of how they, you know, the, the, the that music came to life. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What sound do you not love? Um, this is going to be bizarre, but I hate the sound of a fan in a bathroom. <laughs> hate like I literally would rather pee in the dark than listen to one of those fans why (laughs) oh man that is that is so interesting okay all right all right so instead of answering why next next time we do an interview we'll we'll dive we'll dive into that question a little more I'm curious as to why um all right I, I don't even have a why answer great what (laughs) <laughs> so if you if you had to have another profession other than the one that you have, what would mm-hmm. it be? Um, I am obsessed with painting. I paint people. I refurbish people's clothing, hats, jeans. Like I am a paint boots. Like I paint and I practically could just run away. Like I envision my life after I like retire ish to um painting crafting making stuff i I would leave now someone made me right made me put a gun to my head i'd be like okay i'll go (laughs) oh that's great i love that okay last question uh yeah if heaven exists what would you like god to say when you arrive at the pearly gates I get a fucking high five. High five, bitch. You you fucking smoke that shit. You rock that shit. You you girl, you did everything you possibly fucking could with what you had. Oh my god, thank you. I agree. I do not stop. <laughs> thank you. I feel acknowledged now. I'll come in. Lauren, that has right. to be the best <laughs> the best answer I've heard. Uh, yeah, that's, that's great. While the 90s hip hop is playing in the background, right? Oh, oh my God. How good is that scene? That's the best. Um, Lauren, thank you so much. You're the fucking best. I love you so much. You really are incredible. So for the people listening right now, there will be a link to do uh, the current reality quiz from uh, Lauren's Handel group. It's fun, it's easy, and it's a great way to assess yourself to see what areas of your life you need work. And if you go to the show notes, that quiz will be there as well as an inner.u uh, coaching course from Lauren to gift from her to you guys. This includes 14 hours of audio coaching and 50 plus written assignments. If you use the code radically loved 75 
at checkout for $75 off any uh, subscription that you want. So thanks, Lauren, for giving us that for our listeners. And, and, and let me just say, it took me three years to record, like of work and re-recording and recording that to make like, so I could die. Okay? <laughs> and just so you know, just no, so trust that. me that that thing. And it has every last story I tell. It tells all my parents. It tells the story of my dad cheating. It tells all my cheating. It tells my 15 pounds losing weight. It, it, it takes you on a real journey to like slowly understand the method and kind of giggle and do the work. And inner you also has like it once you sign up and you become a member you really do get coaching sessions that are available to you that are on because you paid for the subscription once a week you can bring any questions to a real coach of ours so it's and we have i think we're like up to 600 members and we launched it you know maybe you know at some point last year yeah so it's not you know get do it yeah, it's so great. So Radically Loved 75 at checkout. Uh, Lauren, do you want to tell them where they can reach you? Absolutely. So the, we have a killer newsletter. We, honest to God, I write new method, you know, probably once a month. And so there's there's just, if you go to handoutgroup.com, handoutgroup.com, or look me up, Lauren Zander. You can subscribe to my newsletter. Then you'll get, you won't get harassed. You'll get one email a week. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice, like everyone. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, and there's such great information on there. Please sign up for it. Also, all the links for oh, Lauren, yeah. if you want to reach yeah. uh, Lauren, they will be on the show notes. So if you click on the info yes. button, you can go to all the links there. Everything will be on there. And you'll be able to connect with us, everyone. Yes, absolutely. Yay! Thank you. Is there a, is there anything else you want to share? Say. Um, I just want people to trust that this would rock their worlds. Like, but like I swear it'll rock your world. I swear. All you have to do is you have to do it. But yeah, just do. You have to do the work. <laughs> but um, but if you do do the work. Um, the very things that you want to change really will change and this will work on you. This will. It does. It does. Thank you, Lauren. You're amazing. It does. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank my Thanks for being here. So fun. Yay. We really, come on, girl. We could run away together. We really could. We really could. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening. <laughs>